Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. When Jesus told the parable of the prodigal son, was he talking about your family? Are you a parent or grandparent with a wayward child who needs prayer? Today we interview Dr. Doug Weiss, who has an important new book, The Prodigal Parent Process. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. You know me, I'm Dr. Chaps, Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt. Today we interview Dr. Doug Weiss, who has written an important new book. It's got a corresponding DVD series for small group Bible studies in your church. It's called Prodigal Parent Process. If you are a prodigal parent, if you have a child or grandchild who you're concerned because they've gone to the world and, and you're praying for them to come back to Christ, you need this new book, Prodigal Parent Process by Dr. Doug Weiss, who's here with us live in the studio. Welcome, Dr. Weiss. Oh, it's so good to be here, uh, Dr. Chaps, and nice to meet you finally. Thank you, I'm honored. Uh, you know, I followed your career with interest. We always see you on Daystar and other places. Mm -hmm. You've written how many books now? Close to 50. 50 books, you're not even 50 years old. I don't know how you do that. I actually am 59 years old. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you and your wife, Lisa, have been married 35 years. Yes. That's amazing. She's a great lady. Now tell me about, before we get into the book, mm -hmm. uh, uh, describe your organization, a little of your resume. Sure, I mean, uh, we've been, I'm a Christian psychologist. We've been counseling and speaking and writing for over 30 plus years. And we have a counseling center here in Colorado Springs, Heart Talk Counseling Center. People fly in, they do five-day intensives or three-day intensives. Uh, we deal a lot with intimacy anorexia, marriage, sexual addiction, pornography addiction. And we see people get free. So I've raised thousands of prodigals. Nice. Okay, and it's great. So uh, the American Association for Sexual Addiction Therapy, ASAT, I'm gonna mm -hmm. call it, right? And you have been a guest on the Dr. Phil Show, the Oprah Winfrey Show, The Doctors, Good Morning America, and now PIJN News. I'm glad to I make the list. I finally got here. <laughs> finally <Thank> you, Jesus. <laughs> so tell me, uh, you have an encouraging word for prodigal parents. Yes, and, and it's really important because so many times, I, now I've been in church for probably over 35 years. I've never heard a sermon on the pain of the parent. You always hear the sermon about the boy who goes off, he does his thing and he comes back home and the father's so happy to see him, but you never really spend any quality time what that was like for that father to be alone without his son for probably months or years. What was that like? What does the parent go through? What does the older brother go through? Because he had to double up on responsibility. He knew what the brother was doing. So the prodigal process is more than just the boy who goes off and does his crazy thing. Our girl, okay, it's really, this book is about what does the parent go through as they see their son reject the God who they were raised with, right? I mean, you're a chaplain, you've known pastors who their children have fallen aside. And there's so many people who are at home and, and you have a prodigal and you feel alone, you feel disconnected. Sometimes you don't know what to do. You, you go to your pastor and he prays for you, but you feel powerless. There actually is a process they can go through to heal and get some boundaries and get stronger if they start teaming up and getting in groups. These people were isolated, um, Dr. Chaps, and they feel very um, ashamed of what's going on, even though they didn't do it. Much like the lady whose husband has cheated on her, she feels ashamed for what he's done. These parents feel ashamed for the drugs, for the immorality, for the lawlessness, for the um, 
just rejection of, of the gospel as they go through. And, you know, and it's a process. Prodigals come home. Yeah. Okay, but sometimes that, that's a long process. Well, the, the scripture does say, um, you know, if you raise up a child in the way they should go, when they're old, they will not depart from it. But, but sometimes it takes a while for them to get old. I know. And come back to Christ, right? Uh, yes, there, a there's a long, long period of time between, uh, it, and we, we also hear about, I don't know many personally, but PKs and MKs, mm -hmm. pastor's kids and missionary kids. Are they always a little bit rebellious? Like Franklin Graham talks mm -hmm. about being the son of Billy Graham, he went off waywardly and came back. Uh, or is it just generally through the population? It's through the whole population. There's plumbers, accountants, attorneys, doctors, uh, school teachers who have prodigal parents. Anytime we share this message about prodigal parents, we get flooded with uh, requests for this because there's so many that live at home alone, cry alone, and grandmothers who cry alone for their grandkids. And um, this, is, this is their book. This is for them. This is their trauma. This is their anger. This is their hurt. And how to walk through that and still love your prodigal. You right. know? And, and that's hard because here you have someone you love with all of your heart doing destructive things to your heart. And that's a hard thing, day in, day out, month, year, or decade. Do you advise uh, parents or grandparents who are in, your, in those shoes, right, when they're thinking about their child maybe being in jail, maybe mm. being in trouble with the law, should the parent take it personally? Is it their fault? Well, that's something that this whole book is geared at. You know, and it, it, this book came from a pastor referring another very successful pastor who had a son who was acting out in really bad ways. And they were in so much pain, they spent five days with them. And that's where this book came out of. Because we had to dismantle, biblically, the parent is not responsible for the prodigal process. We look at Genesis where God had two prodigals, Adam and Eve. <laughs> there you go. Right? 100% failure. Right? Yeah. Okay. But it wasn't God's fault. It wasn't God's fault. And you know what? He didn't take responsibility either. He didn't say, you know what? I should have done better than the garden. I should have done better than perfect food, perfect environment. I should have done better. It was me. That, you know, he didn't do that. He's like, you know what? I gave you a choice. You made a choice. It was a bad choice. Sorry for you. Out of the garden. Wow. Right? There was no, he didn't take anything. Then you go to the book of Romans where it talks about, you know, the process that prodigals go through. You know, how their mind becomes unclear. First, they reject God. They don't worship him as God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it moves in all the way down into immorality. And the process is really clear. And nowhere is the parent mentioned. Isn't that interesting? So the prodigal is between me and God. It's not between my parents or a result of my parents. There is a book and a, a corresponding DVD, four hours of teaching video, but the book is called prodigalparentprocess.com is the website, prodigalparentprocess.com. Get yours today. More with Doug Weiss right after this. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. If you've been following the LGBTQ agenda, there is now a radical program to take away freedom from Christians like you. In fact, they're trying to pass an unconstitutional law now. It's misnamed as the Equality Act, but it's really inequality for Christians. And it punishes people like Jack Phillips, the baker who didn't want to participate in gay weddings, and florists and photographers. It also forces co-ed bathrooms on every business owner in America. You could lose your business if you don't let men into the ladies' restroom. It violates the privacy and safety of women, forces women to compete with men in their own sporting events. And finally, there are no religious exemptions. Even your church will be vulnerable. 
We want you to sign a petition against this today at PrayInJesusName.org. Click on PrayInJesusName.org. There's a row of petitions there. Look for the one called Equality. We will send it to Congress. Sign up today. Today we are remembering to pray for and commemorate our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, who was, in our generation, perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel, and pro-America president of our time. To remember him and honor him, we've issued these brand new golden commemorative coins. They have Donald Trump right in the cover, and it says, in God we trust, to remind you to pray for our 45th president. For a suggested donation of $45 to our ministry, we'll remember and send you this 45th president coin. And not just that, we're gonna throw in a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World, with the Christian Activist DVD. So you get all three. You have a coin to remember to pray and then to learn how to be an effective Christian activist. You get the book and the DVD and then to show the world your Christian faith, we're gonna add this window decal. It says, I pray for religious freedom. So you can remember to pray, learn, and show the world that you stand with us at Pray In Jesus Name. Please donate today when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the bookstore button at the top and you see all four items for a suggested donation of $45. Or call us right now at 866-Obey-God Get yours today. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Dr. Doug Weiss, who has written an important book and video teaching for your church. Uh, the book is for parents or grandparents, Prodigal Parent Process. Uh, Doug, we were mentioning there's a whole process. Uh, could you walk us through like steps A, B, C, or where does it end? Well, the, the first part of it, this is, important for parents. If you're a parent, it's not your parenting. I know so many good Christian parents who are prodigals or godly good people. It's not your fault. I know parents who are bad parents, who are really bad parents and have good Christian kids. Okay. Nice. <laughs> right? That's an irony. That's me. <laughs> okay. My mom was not a really good parent and I didn't go to church and God radically saved me. Okay. And we're changing the world. Okay. So parenting is not the variable. This is where Christians get confused because they want cause and effect. Okay, if I tithe, God blesses my money. And there's a lot of principles in Scripture that are cause and effect, except free will. Free will decimates cause and effect because anyone can choose to do whatever they want to do, whenever they want to do it, to whoever they want to do it, as often as they want to do it. And they can put their fist up towards God and say no because God gave us free will. So every parent participates in the same risk that God himself participates in. I hope you love me. I hope you stay in relationship with me but you do have a will not to. Yeah. And that messes it up. So going to your question, in Romans 1, first they stop worshiping God. Then their mind becomes dark and they start thinking dumb things. They start doing dumb things. Okay, then they start hanging around people that aren't exactly the same culture as you. All right, and they get influenced there. And then they also, they move into uh, false religions or false beliefs about God so that they can justify their immoral behavior. They get into morality, and that immorality moves them further down the road. Now, the good thing is, I'm on the backside of all that. I work with a lot of sex addicts. The immorality takes them right back to God because they can't find peace in it. Interesting. And so I've raised thousands of prodigals from the bottom up. So the bottom up works too. They hit, they hit bottom. They start worshiping God as God. 
their mind starts clearing up, their friends start clearing up, and they go back into the ministry God's called them to do. Interesting. So it's, it works. It's a full circle either way. There's a reversal there. Absolutely. I work in the reversal all the time. <laughs> so what can a parent do or besides praying and giving them their space, because right. sometimes you don't want to be controlling, what, what can we do? Well, praying is important. You do want to pray and, and you want to pray that God will send them someone because almost never in 35 years of counseling, raising prodigals, has God used the parent to bring the prodigal home. God does not use parents in that way. So pray for God to send somebody. Yeah. Okay, you might want to be that person, but rarely would does that happen. I'm talking about 35 years of clinical experience with prodigals. Some guy on the street, some girl at a bar. Some, I mean, it's a, the weird stories that God will use to bring someone back home. That's what you want to pray for, the supernatural. Send someone supernaturally who speaks my child's language. Send them. Okay, that's a really good prayer. Okay. Secondly, have good boundaries. Okay, don't come from a place of guilt. Like, well, if I just do whatever they want, they're going to they're gonna come back to Jesus. No, sometimes that weakens the process and makes it longer. So you want to have support for yourself as well to clarify your judgment, right? Because right. sometimes as a, you know, as a parent, you want to like, oh, I love you so much. But you need someone like a pastor or a friend to say, that doesn't sound like a good idea to give them $10,000 because they're probably just going to do drugs with it. Well, yeah, that's, right? <laughs> what, this is the same question I have when I see a homeless man outside my car. Do I give him $20 or is, that gonna, is he gonna go buy a bottle of whiskey with yes, that? Yes, yes, and that's a prodigal. The people in the streets are prodigals. Yeah. They're the ones who have rejected so far away from God, doing their own willful behavior. And that's our fear as parents that our kids are gonna end up that way. They don't usually, but, uh, but it's a process for the parents to hold on to Jesus while their child is walking away. But what's interesting in the, in the prodigal story, the father never left the porch. Oh, wow. The father stayed home and waited for the son to come home. He didn't send them any money. And he was rich. He didn't have a slave go help him out. And he was rich. Right. He let the son go through the process of rebellion. Wow. And he just stayed home, making the homestead good so that when he came home, he had a place to be. Nice. It's hard to stay still and trust God when your prodigal is creating a storm. Yeah. Yeah, how many times do you bail them out? I mean, if you pay the bail money, let's say literally they're going, they're going to mm -hmm. trial, right? Um, I would suggest maybe if it's a teenager, obviously you don't wanna put them mm -hmm. in gen pop in an adult prison. You wanna do everything you can to rescue mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. and give them enough grace until they leave the home. But once they leave the home, uh, do you have a responsibility to send money? There's not a responsibility. That's going to be a judgment call per situation, per case. Okay, there's also mental illnesses and addictions and other things that we haven't talked about yet. That once you, your mind starts darkening and you start getting unclear, you can get all kinds of problems in there. Okay, so it's, it's a per case decision. And I would say talk to your pastor and or a counselor and get their advice before you give money. Or if you give money that there's a condition for it to be paid back, in a certain pace, right? so that it's not a, oh, get out of jail card free, I didn't learn anything. Okay, life creates consequences so that we learn. God gives us consequences so that we learn. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So we don't want to remove the learning tool of God in the prodigal process, because in the prodigal son, what happened? God created a national famine. We just had COVID. Do you know how many prodigals came home because of COVID? Right. Okay, God created a national famine. Yeah. for the son. Then he, he was jobless. Do you know how many youth right now are jobless? Right. Right. He created a jobless situation. He ended up feeding pigs. 
didn't work out. Then the son said, I need to come to my senses. All those consequences had to happen. God moved globally, nationally, and locally to create the, con the, the consequences for this boy, to put him in enough pain so that he would make the decision to walk home. Now, he was in a far-off country. That probably took months. That was not a weak walk. So he had to trust God for food. He had to trust others for shelter and comfort and food. He had to learn how to go back to God yeah. and say, God, I need you today. Keep me safe while I sleep. Right. Right. And then when he got home, he was already back to the Father God. So coming back to the Father, the natural Father, was really easy. Sometimes I, I was a Navy chaplain. I used to counsel my sailors and their wives, right? Mm. That sometimes you got to let that person experience the consequences of their own decisions. Mm -hmm. If you step in and rescue them uh, and, and, and make excuses, they're never going to learn from the consequences right. that they would have if you didn't rescue them. That's right. So enabling is not always a good thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they got to learn the hard lesson. And that's, that's, that's the hard thing to do as a parent is to say, you know, this one you have to learn. I do have the money. I am the rich father, but no. Wow. And that's what the father did in the prodigal story. And that's part of the parent, uh, prodigal parent process is learning to know the father's voice, yes or no, before you do something to your kid. That's it. Let's take another short break. When we come back, more with Doug Weiss. The book is Prodigal Parent Process, wherever books are sold. The Bible says this in James 1, that pure religion before God and the Father is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. You know, we have been sponsoring up to 259 orphans and children in one of the poorest states in India for many years. But now, there is a famine of biblical proportions happening because of the unemployment there. We are sponsoring people who otherwise cannot feed themselves. We've given over $10,000 to feed up to 100,000 meals to the poorest of poor in one of the poorest states in the world. We need your support. We need your financial contributions. Can you help us? There's somebody out there watching who could give $1,000 or even $10,000 toward a matching gift for what we have already provided. Please donate today. PrayInJesusName.org is our website, or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please help us feed the poor today. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I wanna introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry and the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray In Jesus Name's ministry. Dr. Chaps here, but this great ministry needs your support and you can, you should donate to it. You can also use your promo code PrayNews and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts, a lot of those proceeds are coming right back. I'm gonna put them right back into this, into your amazing charity and show. 15 years ago, I invented my pillow. It took me two years to develop because I wanted to have everything you would ever want in a pillow. I made sure that you could adjust my patented fill so you could have the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of your sleep position. I also wanted a pillow that would last, so I made my pillow machine washable and dryable. I back my pillow with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow, and to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98, or my pillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. I used to think that sheets were just sheets. I got the Giza Dream sheets. They are the most comfortable sheets I've ever had. 
The MyPillow topper for the first time has enabled me to have a cool night's sleep. I'm able to go to bed and just get rest. That's three inches of wonderful that's in the MyPillow mattress topper. It's just like a firm cloud. MyPillow helps me get a good night's sleep so I can do my job in the morning. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts, not just on my pillows, but so much more. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98. Or MyPillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined by Dr. Doug Weiss, a Christian psychologist who has written Prodigal Parent Process, and that's the website, prodigalparentprocess.com. You can also get the video. We want everyone to have this resource. Uh, Dr. Weiss, what happens when the prodigal child has, has come to their senses in some way, maybe not fully, but they're on the way home? Are there obstacles mm -hmm. to letting them back in the door? What about jealous siblings? Well, the, you know, this is an interesting thing because I think the older brother gets a bad rap in the Bible. I've never heard him presented well. He's always self-righteous. He's always condescending. I don't believe that. Remember our viewers of the parable, what, yeah. what does well, it say? The, well, the older brother, first of all, he knew what the younger brother was doing before he left. Yeah. Because when he came back, he says, no, your son who was sleeping with prostitutes and getting drunk. See, the sibling knew what was going on before dad did. Right. Siblings know what's going on. And they have a deeper kind of sense of, I need to wait and see before I trust you. Okay, I don't think the I don't think he was being self-righteous. He's like, you know what, Dad, I'm not ready yet. I've doubled up. I've had to do his job for the last couple years. I didn't get any benefit from doing that. He abandoned me too, and I don't know that he's right yet. I'm gonna watch him for a month or two and see if he slips off and goes down to the you know the bar and picks up some girls. You know, so this is one mistake parents do make is trying to get the siblings to accept the prodigal back fully right away instead of letting them have the process of reestablishing trust. Okay, so they have their own choices to they make. Have they have their own The other sibling. And their own process, but as Christian parents, we want the image to be right away. Always come back, forgive. Now, what happens is the Christian parent says, you're not forgiving. And the child's like, you know what? Maybe I'll forgive him, but first I just gotta get to know him again. Yeah. He's been a monster for a couple of years. I've seen you cry. I've seen you hurt. I've seen you depressed. I've seen you not able to get out of bed because of this guy. And I'm still kind of mad at what he's done to you. Yeah. So give me a little time. And I really walk through that in the book because we need to give our siblings a little time to reintegrate this person. Because honestly, they were the person you would tell your kids not to hang around. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And so let's give them a little time. Just because he's your brother or sister, let's give them a little time and let them reestablish trust before we push them into forgiveness. Can you talk about, and, and you've ministered, as you said, to thousands of prodigals, what are some of the spiritual roots that you can help somebody get free of if they're coming out of addiction? Well, if, it, if they have addictions, you want them to get into support for that particular addiction. Like if they come home and they're 400 pounds, get them into something that will help them with that. If they're using drugs, get them into something that will help them with that. Get accountability. Uh, there's 12-step groups, there's Christian 12-step groups, there's all kinds of stuff. And make sure that they're doing okay because sin has consequences and addiction's one of them. And but they might have to clean that up as they come through. And what's interesting, on my end, a lot of prodigals come through the recovery wing of the church. Yeah. It's like, man, I can't stop this behavior. I need God. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. Let's get you and God connected and the addictions moving out and get accountability, build relationships again, trust people again. Yeah. And you can heal. 
So yeah, you want to get them help for if they have something that's kind of grown alongside of their sin patterns. And how does your counseling center work? Are you taking new clients? Oh yeah, we have we have counselors uh, in our office and all over the country. And so we we do telephone counseling people all over the uh, country and world. And we have to fly in where people fly in and we do intensives and stuff like that. So people can reach out for help. And if you're a parent, I would say, reach out for help. Uh, talk to your pastor, get the book, and start a group for other, other people. In your church, I would say, there's a significant percentage of parents like you. And when you huddle up, the healing happens. You can confess your faults to one another, your fears to one another. You can pray for one another, and you can begin to see the healing inside your own church community. That's what this is about, walking together with your brother and sister as they help you carry the burden of a prodigal. Um, <clears throat> there's somebody out there watching, and, and maybe it's a grandmother, maybe it's a mother. Mm -hmm. they're, they're experiencing this now. They feel the hurt mm -hmm. of, of a wayward child, mm -hmm. man or woman. Uh, would you minister to them and maybe lead them in a word of prayer? Sure. Father God, I thank you for this husband, wife, grandmother, grandfather who loves so deeply that they hurt so deeply. And first of all, I just break the chains of any blame or false responsibility. And I pray that you put not only information, but people into their hearts and lives that they can be honest with and say, this is what's going on in my heart and life grab a hold of others, and I pray they'll have the courage to do that and walk in faith believing that your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and that this child will come home, and that you will create circumstances in every way you can to bring them back. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we still have a couple of minutes, but somebody might be watching this, and maybe you're the prodigal. Who, maybe you're away from your mm. parents or away from church or away from God. Uh, would you lead that person in a word of prayer? Yeah, now if you're a prodigal, I get you totally. I know what it's like to you know, say, God, I'll do my own thing. Please give up. He's gonna win because he outloves you. He loves your heart. He loves your destiny. He loves what he's made you for. And he's gonna keep loving you. So please come back and just say, Jesus, forgive me. And then call mom and dad. Let them know you're coming home to Jesus and walk through the process to clean up and to become the man or woman of God that God's called you to be because he had a plan for you before he created you and this little path you're on is not that plan. So get back to the plan and become who you're supposed to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Uh, we have uh, one minute left and I haven't, boy, I wish we had time for another show. We've got to have you back to talk about this. There is a, a, a phenomenon sweeping public schools in America and that is transgenderism. Mm -hmm. And I wanna get your, your, your short opinion on that, but then I'm gonna, you know what, we don't even have time for that. Mm -hmm. But there are, there are policy forces mm -hmm. and, and uh, school enhanced recruiting forces to Absolutely. get kids into Absolutely. sin. Absolutely. And, and, and that's some, something else we need to be in and prayer for. it's not for. new, it's been going on since we were kids. Okay. It's just gotten more aggressive. Yeah. Anyway, the, the book's here. Uh, prodigalparentprocess.com is the website. Get the DVD. Uh, and our thanks to Dr. Doug Weiss for coming on the show. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate when you visit. On the right side, there's a little recurring monthly pledge sponsor button. For as little as $1 a month, you can set it and forget it and become a regular sponsor of this show. We need your contributions to bring you these kind of news and interviews. Uh, PrayInJesusName.org. If you prayed with us right now, or if you need prayer, pick up the phone anytime and call us at 866-Obey-God. 
Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. During business hours, we'll answer or leave a message. We'll call you back. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.